For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Compliance at the Table. Going into the 2020s and beyond, your compliance function needs to be an integral part of your compliance business strategy. One of the key reasons is the ever-important debate of compliance as a cost center, which will become more effective in this decade. If your compliance programs are not effective, enforcement actions will continue to be extremely costly. Over the past 10 years, there has been an increasing impact on the businesses where you not only must grow your compliance resources for focused on remediation, but business resources as well. This has only gone greater, grown greater with the reputational risks amplified by social media as we saw in 2020. This is because as significant and costly as these regulatories, fines and penalties have been, it is the intangible reputational damage which in the long run may be even more costly. With multiple stakeholders who might not desire to play out on the risk curve that might even be higher risk or located in higher jurisdictions or operating in high-risk industries. Further, there are other consequential impacts if compliance does not have a seat at the table. If compliance does have a seat at the table, there can be some leeway for compliance officers or for firms to figure out the best way to roll out a compliance program that is commensurate with an organization's risk and compliant with regulations. If compliance is relegated to the back of the corporate bus, there is little chance to do so. Michelle Goodseer has said that uh, compliance must be at the table with business partners to be a part of the firm's overall strategy to be successful. This is because it's important that they literally be sitting together. Business people should be attending compliance governance forums and they should be actively communicating both views of what's happening in each of their respective worlds. And likewise, compliance should be sitting at a business table and understanding the direction of a business strategy, understanding the clients, and they are being onboarded in the types of clients and relationships the business is interested in. Given the health crisis and economic dislocations from 2020 and going forward, it is more critical to leverage teams and skill sets for com- broader compliance services. Whether you call this doing more with less or fully leveraging the tools you have, it all moves towards the same place. You should leverage AML tools to support your anti-bribery, anti-corruption compliance programs Further, as these tools are regularly used by AML for case management, there's an also an opportunity to customize as well. This allows a compliance professional to track and document both the steps and decisions they're taking. Another term is utility, which is basically using resources leverage for various types of compliance purposes. 
from the perspective of financial institutions, it could be as straightforward as reviewing transactions and filing suspicious activity reports. However, it can be an expanded around case management for processing alerts involving sanctioned screaming, screening. There can be a lot of the same tools and lists used in both AML and ABC compliance. Utility teams can be set up for due diligence purposes. This means you can have a consolidated team that supports client, client or customer onboarding, uh, supporting third-party due diligence, and even vendor due diligence because some of the underlying processes and tools which are used are very similar. This will lead to an increasing use of technological solutions. Our experience has been, or my experience, is that compliance programs tend to be less focused on technology and more on policy administration and guidance. This creates an opportunity for more technological tools in ABC compliance, such as case management for transactional alerts. This can include documenting escalations submitted to the compliance team around transactional due diligence and potentially uh, connected hirings. This can lead to more efficient advisory on those types of escalations and for more effective guidance. The use of a case management tool for strategy can also create a documented audit trail or document, document, document. The legacy information and historical data can be leveraged further down the road. Some of the tools available in the market for reporting metrics and risk indicators are great tools that can be used for the ABC program and are more cost-effective in doing so. Smaller organizations with less of a global footprint will have an advantage to uh, when it comes to implementing some of those tools because they can use them even more broadly. Bringing in a case management tool or screening tool can have the advantage of covering multiple types of compliance risk and screening requirements that are needed to effectively manage risk. This is because smaller entities tend to have fewer databases, so it's easier to draw the information and data needed to feed screening tools and processing engines that are used within financial crime compliance programs. In some regards, I think it's a bit easier for the technology to be delivered or leveraged rather in smaller institutions. There are a lot of opportunities out there to think more holistically, and it really comes down to managing these programs. Thinking outside of their program allows you to uh, not only have greater responsibility, but greater ability to think about your overall programs and how they impact your organization. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, compliance needs to have a seat at the business table so that they know what's going on. Number two, look for synergies with other compliance-related tools, whether they be AML or export control. And number three, always remember that you're only limited by your imagination as a compliance professional. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. Also, I'd like to shout out to our sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, for sponsoring this month's podcast series. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.